Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, presented by Boston Women in Media and Entertainment, sponsored by Tech Help Boston. Are you a mentor? Have you ever been mentored by someone? I've always felt that mentorship is a gift because it is freely given. It's a way to pass on what we know for the betterment of another. In the spotlight, a woman who has created an entire network for young women with an interest in investment management careers. Her name is Shannon O'Mara, and she's a vice president at Loomis Sales and the founder of the Undergraduate Women's Investment Network. And this is her story. Shannon, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We're shining the spotlight on you, but we want to begin with a quick way for our listeners to get to know you. So I'm going to ask you some questions, and I'm guessing that your answers will give our listeners just a little glimpse into your personality. And I don't want you to think too hard about these answers. They're very, very quick questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? Dunkin' Donuts. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Always on time, often late? Always on time. Careful or fearless? Careful and fearless. Traditional TV or Netflix, Hulu? Netflix. Facebook, Twitter, IG, or I hate social media? Facebook. Okay, there you go. (laughs) There's a quick little snapshot for our listeners. And now let's tell your story in some detail. You're the vice president and you're also the associate director of credit research at Loomis Sales. So paint me a picture of what your job entails. Credit research, we analyze companies for on behalf of our investment team. So basically what I say that I do is I get paid to have an opinion. I do lots and lots of research on our companies to make the best recommendations to get good ideas into the portfolios that we manage on behalf of our clients. It sounds like then you have to be a detailed person. You've got to do due diligence in every area, right? Oh, yes. Curiosity is the name of the game. Tell us a little bit about the culture at Loomis Sales. You've been there for a while? I've been there for almost 21 years, which is really hard to believe. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's been quite a while. I describe the culture at Loomis Sales as one of being collaborative. I work with some of the smartest people in the business that I always learn from. And we work in small teams and we collaborate. And I always like to say we make better investment decisions when we work together. We bring lots of experts together to come up with our best decisions. You cover home construction and building materials industries. So I'm guessing that that's a pretty male-dominated field. Has it been difficult? Has there been a learning curve? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, when you think about the world in which I work, it does tend to be male-dominated. And of course, I now work in two industries and cover two industries that tend to be a little little bit more male-dominated. Learning the business of home construction and building materials early on was definitely a steep learning curve. But I find as an analyst to have that curiosity, you can then pick up many industries. And I've covered a number of industries over the course of my career. What's Uh, been your favorite? Probably home building. It's cyclical. Everyone has a story. Everyone thinks they're an expert. Whenever I'm talking about sort of the national outlook for, for home building or housing starts, Inevitably, someone's going to tell me the story about what happened in their neighborhood or what they're seeing in their block. So it's, it's always an interesting topic to discuss with my colleagues. So give us a little glimpse then. You know, you're an analyst, home building, uh, building starts. How are we doing? The economy seems to be booming right now. You know, we're doing okay. Uh, we had a little bit of a rough patch in the second half of 2018. 
when interest rates got away from us and affordability started to pinch in a number of different markets. But things have really settled down now. What we're starting to see at the early stages of the spring selling season that it actually is pretty good. And with interest rates coming down over the last five or six months, it's really helping the outlook. We just got a great employment report as well, right? Indeed, yes, adding jobs. And you need to have a job in order to buy a house. So that's a good, that's a good thing. You founded the Undergraduate Women's Investment Network in 2015. So my question then is, what inspired you to do this? It sounds like you've got a busy job all by itself, and then you add this giant project. Talk about it. At Luma Sales, I sort of wear two hats. I am an analyst in our credit research department, but I'm also associate director. And in that role as associate director, I do a fair amount of hiring, resourcing, developing, training, mentoring in that role. I guess it was 2014 and 15 when we were hiring some of the, the junior folks, the, the folks that are coming out of university, maybe up to, say, five or six years of experience. I was noticing a trend that we were hiring a lot of men. I started thinking about why this was. Why weren't we hiring any women? Because when I looked around my group, one of the things that I really appreciate about Luma Sales is there's a fair amount of diversity. And when I look around the room at our senior analysts of our credit research group, about 40% of them are women. And so then I started to delve a little bit deeply. You know, I am, I am an analyst. So I want to know what's going on. What's the underlying current here? I looked at over 800 applicants that we had done over a number of job searches and realized that only 18% of our candidate pool were women. And I thought, if we don't do something about this now, we're going to have a larger diversity issue down the line. So that's really where the idea started. Well, it's one thing to have an idea, and it's another thing to put together a network for undergraduates. Tell me how you did it. I had this idea that, you know, I thought, where are these women? And I thought if I could just bring them into the office to show them that there are other women here, that this is a fulfilling career choice, that this is an industry where they belong, where they can contribute, where they can feel welcome, how can I do that? And I do believe it does take a village to do anything in my life, personally and professionally. I drew in a few people that I work with and said, hey, what do you think about this? And then I pitched it to an HR manager, and then I pitched it to my boss, and once I got a number of people to say, I think you're onto something here, Shannon. So then I pitched it to our CEO, Kevin Charleston. And I said, look at, you know, we could do this one of two ways. We could do it together, and that's my preference, or I could do this by myself and hopefully reach some women that way. And oh, by the way, just so you know, this probably won't benefit us on day one. This is really building the pipeline of talent for the future for the industry. And Kevin was all in. He said, yeah, what do you need? Let's do it. Must have been a big day for you. Yeah, it was. You know, my senior management is very supportive of the diversity and inclusion initiatives yeah. that we're doing at the firm. The Undergraduate Women's Investment Network. So you breathe life into this. It starts to become a real thing. What's the mission? The mission is really threefold. It's to inspire, educate, and recruit undergraduate women into investment management careers. So we do this through, as you noted, a mentorship program, but there's also an internship component as well. Every student that is accepted into the program, we match them with one of my colleagues, a Luma sales mentor, and we ask for a school year commitment. And mentorship is so crucial. It's such a crucial link that we want to provide between the undergraduate experience and a potential career. A lot of these women don't necessarily know what they want to do. So we ask for one to two hours a month. That's it. And the way that I view this for my colleagues and the way that I pitch it to them is I say, look at just one hour a month, two hours a month, and you can literally do this from your desk. It's almost like providing them with a volunteer opportunity. 
In addition, we provide an internship opportunity, and it's a little bit more competitive. There aren't as many opportunities for that, but we give these women real-life experience on the line. What is it going to be like to be a research analyst, a trader, a portfolio manager, an investment strategist, client service, and really try to give them a, a view into our world so they can have a better appreciation of, oh, this is how I now connect my education to a potential career. I'm going to guess you've had some pretty startling success stories here. It's truly amazing when I meet these women, and I've learned a lot from them. And people ask me, well, why aren't you getting the numbers? Why was it only 18% in 2015? I can tell you from what they tell me, and it's a few things. One is they may not know we exist. So investment management, they don't know it. And Loomis Sales isn't maybe necessarily a household name as it would be, say, one of the investment banks, which is where I started my career. Or they might confuse us with investment banking. And they have all sort of conceptions as to what that may or may not be. They tell me that it's intimidating. So they're in their finance classes or their accounting classes, and they're one of just a few women. And it's hard to navigate that when there's not many of your peers around trying to dispel those notions that, yes, we do exist. If you can see it, you can be it. And that's what we're trying to do. I love that. If you can see it, you can be it. Who was your mentor and how did you make your way into this field? Oh, gosh, I've had so many mentors over the years. I've had um, traditional mentors. I've had, I still have peer mentors. But when I was, when I started my career at J.P. Morgan, a group of us, young women, we decided that we wanted to start a women's network. We were one or two years out of school. We thought, this sounds like a great idea. So we got an advisor in the firm, and we would schedule these and organize and plan these sort of town hall meetings with executives around the firm. I ended up leading one of these and met John Payne, and he was a senior banker in the credit group. And he says, you know, Shannon, what do you want to do? He was the one who would ask me those questions, those where do you see yourself in five years, those, those annoying questions that you're like, I just don't know how to answer that. And he was the one who really sort of sparked the idea and started planting those seeds for me. And that's how I made my way into the business. You know, some people, when they're climbing the ladder, they push people away so they can just climb on their own and get all the attention. And it sounds to me like way back when, in the infancy of your career, you figured out, we is better than I. Indeed. That is exactly it. And I get so much joy out of helping people. And I've been a mentor as long as I can possibly remember. You know, when I was a, a junior analyst at J.P. Morgan and would be helping people coming up the ranks. And I think we can accomplish a heck of a lot more by working together than working apart. And what I learned early on is you can't do it alone. I truly believe that phrase, you know, it does take a village. And I learned that so many ways in my life. You know, I'm a determined person. I set high goals and standards for myself. And you get to a certain point where you realize, I can't do all of this by myself. I have been a mentor for a very long time in broadcast. And I remember saying to one of my mentees, you are the icing on my cake. Mm. I learned so much from her. The gifts of mentorship just keep on giving. What has your experience been in that area? Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. 
These days, more and more people are working from home. When your computer breaks down, you lose business. This is Dave Elmasian, president of TechHelpBoston.com. Our tech experts will come to your home or office to fix your computer. Same day, next day, and weekends too. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted us since 2000. You can trust Tech Help Boston to keep your computer and systems running right. Call 781-484-1265 or visit TechHelpBoston.com. That's TechHelpBoston.com. These women truly blow me away. I recall the first time that we went out to Bentley University to do our first recruiting. And we had the RSVP numbers, and there were a number of students that had said they were going to show up. And I had this panicked moment going there thinking, What if nobody comes? What if nobody comes? (laughs) What if I build it and they don't come? Right. Well, that seems so silly now looking back at this because they came. And they listened to my message. I can relate to them. I was that student who had student loan debt, had to find a job, didn't necessarily know where I fit, where my skills going to be used. And after that presentation, one by one, these students came up to me in awe, saying, I can't believe that you're doing this for me, for us. Thank you so much. And then we go through the first year, and we learn from them all the time. And now we're embarking on our fifth year with another almost 40 students coming through the program. They teach me every year. I didn't think about, and it seems silly thinking back on it now, that what they are learning in the internship process and the mentorship process actually helps them understand their studies at school. So there's this synergistic component that I didn't even think of. And the appreciation that these women have for just having someone to talk to someone that they can go to, someone that can give them feedback to help them understand, what should I be majoring in? What internship should I be going after? Okay, I have this interview. Can you help me? What are they going to ask me to help set themselves up for success? I am overwhelmed by the gratitude that comes back. You had mentioned earlier that you are a determined person. And I truly believe that we are very much affected by our upbringing and by our core values. So I'm wondering if you can share just a little bit about where some of this passion comes from. Where'd you grow up and what was the message in your house? I grew up in upstate New York. I have three older brothers, so I'm the youngest. They say that I was spoiled. I did not feel spoiled growing up. It was a very much a middle-class upbringing. I had an amazing mother, amazing. She went to college for a year And she unfortunately then had to drop out because her parents couldn't afford to to send her. Years later, when she had raised her children, she ended up going back to school in her 40s and ended up getting a two-year degree at a community college. But her focus for me was always about education, about moving forward, reaching your dreams, setting your goals. She was my biggest fan, my biggest supporter. And I attribute a lot of my drive to, to her and her support of me and my upbringing. You know, I obviously we're thinking about Mother's Day coming up, right? And uh, I was recently asked for the best piece of advice my mom ever gave me. And it's an interesting story because uh, she was the only mom in my neighborhood who was a career mom who worked full time. And I always had a babysitter and all the other kids, their moms were home. And I remember asking her for advice and she said, Always stand on your own two feet. Be and do what you do best. I love that. What would your mom say if you asked her? She would tell me to go for it. She would tell me to just go for it. 
Shannon, you are meant to do this. You have the confidence to do this. You're brave. Be brave. That's what she would tell me. Where does your work ethic come from? I think I, I discovered this as a child. You know, I remember coming home from school, and the first thing I would do was do my homework. It was always something that I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure that I was learning, that I was getting good grades, that I was moving forward. You know, maybe I had the benefit of three older brothers <laughs> to see, <laughs> see what they did, observe some of their successes and their failures. I learned maybe from, from that process. But it's something that I don't necessarily know if you can really teach that, that, that drive, that passion, that curiosity. But that is someone who I am and always have been. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? I would say that I'm someone who, it takes a lot for me to get really upset. So I am a thinker. I am not that. You're an analyst. I'm You're an a analyst. strategist. Yes. I'm pretty level-headed. So I'm always thinking about the what-ifs, the what, you know, the, the upsides, the downsides. Like, where where is this going to go? And then just trying to think it through and problem solve and trying to just blast it that it's, <laughs> yes, it's an obstacle, but. I'm going to get over this, and how is it going to happen? You really are action-oriented, aren't you? Yes, I am. I handed you my 16 Life Lessons, which is a collection of some wisdom and some advice that over the years I've been blessed to receive from the nearly 700 women that I've interviewed throughout the course of my life. And I'm wondering which one of the 16 resonates for you today on our show? I would say two that really stick out to Go me for if it. I can pick two is stay humble, relationships are everything, and then adjust your compass, but don't quit. And I think that gets to the obstacles, that you realize that you get to a certain point in life where maybe it's true grit that got you there. And unfortunately, I lost my mother when my first child was born shortly after, within days, unexpectedly. And I remember that time that someone gave me advice. It was a woman who had grown children, and she said, I remember this time in my life when I was raising young children to get help. And I thought, what is she talking about? And it wasn't until later on that I thought, oh, get help. Find help. Find people. Relationships. That makes all the difference in the world because my life does not have – you win. The Undergraduate Women's Investment Network does not happen in a silo with Shannon O'Mara. It happens with all of my colleagues, with my CEO, with people at Luma Sales who volunteer to mentor, who volunteer to be on a panel discussion, to volunteer to host an intern. And the same thing with my work. My work is it's a team effort that relationships and building those relationships with everyone, whether it be at work, in my community, that's how life happens. And it doesn't matter what field you're in relationships are at the core of every business deal, every personal conflict that we might have. It's always about relationships. You had just mentioned the loss of your mom right around the birth of your first child. Can you tell me, how did you change when you became a mom? Oh, it's like before and after. It's a whole new life. They come first. Everything else is almost secondary. You know, when I think about what's the most important thing in your life, you know, it's your, your family and your health. It's life-changing. You can't explain it. And I remember being pregnant and people would try to explain to me what it was going to be like. <laughs> and you thought, oh, yeah, that's your experience. My experience is going to be different. And then it happens and you think you, you can't imagine the love that you instantly feel with this person that you just met. 
How many children do you have now? I have two. And did your heart multiply when the second one came along? That's what my daughter talks about all the time. She says, no, Mom, your heart doesn't divide in half. You just grow a new one. It's interesting. When you have your second, you can't think, how am I going to love another person this much? And then suddenly you do. So my daughter is 16 and my son is 14, and they're just awesome. What's your message to your 16-year-old daughter as she starts thinking about what she wants to be and do in this world? I want her to know that there are no limits to what she can dream, what she can achieve. You know, gender doesn't limit her dreams, that she can do anything. I want her to be able to find her passion and live it to the fullest. Do you believe in the work-life balance? So balance, I think, <laughs> is, is the word that I often struggle with, and it's not necessarily so much balance as I believe it's integration. You know, life is busy. And, and life is hard. And it's hard. And it's hard to balance, you know, as a, as a single mom, as full-time working and doing all the other things that I do in my life. But it's about surrounding yourself with people and systems in place that can allow you to show up fully, whether it's at work or whether it's with your family. You know, you just mentioned and shared that you're a single mom. And I was a single mom for 15 years of my life. And during those critical years when my children were growing up, and as I look back on that period of my life, Shannon, it's what I'm most proud of because it was the hardest. And somehow, not only did we make it, but we thrived. What has been your experience and what's been the hardest part? What are you most proud of? Can you talk a little bit about it? It's hard to parent alone. They often say the days are long, but the years are short. Yes. I do wish that I could just freeze time right now as my daughter is just looking over the crest and looking at, at applying to college. Are you guys still talking to each other, by the way? Oh, yes. Oh, good. Yes, okay. yes, yes. She, she's a good egg, <laughs> okay. that one. My daughter, Claudia, she's, yeah. uh, she's amazing. I think these challenges in life, they, they teach you a couple of things. One is the strength that you have and resiliency. Mm. And, you know, life doesn't stop. You know, you have these two amazing children. I've got a wonderful career. I've got my health. And you keep moving forward. What is the best piece of advice from a career standpoint, maybe within your niche, that you've ever received? And can you pass that along to someone who might have an interest in going into your field? I think it's um, be brave. I have a, a wonderful colleague and friend who shared her mantra with me a couple years ago, which is, I have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So she says she spends a lot of time being uncomfortable. And I think we grow when things are uncomfortable. To be brave, you know, I think about my journey and coming, you know, when I was a student and then at uh, J.P. Morgan and on to Loomis Sales, that earlier in my career, I wish I would have been more brave, taken more more chances. We only or, learn when we're brave. Right. I just listened to the Brene Brown um, oh, yeah. Netflix special, and she says, choose courage over comfort. And that's what you try to do. Because that's how you grow, right? You grow when things are a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes you have to jump. Yes. And know that the ground will be there. Yes. Success means different things to different people at different times in their lives. So right now, Shannon O'Mara, what does success mean to you? Success to me means making a difference, really being a difference maker. And I think about my children. I think about making the best investments for our clients. 
I think about impacting career choices for these young women that come through the UN program to make a positive difference to influence choices. I want to say thank you so much for sharing so much of your personal story and your inspiring career story as well. Thank you so much for being our guest on The Story Behind Her Success. Well, this has been a true honor for me, so thank you so much. Thanks for listening to The Story Behind Her Success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind, to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you. If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about it. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?